Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. But just before you came on, I wanted to address something with you and see where you fall on this. <clears throat> so my thinking on this with Packer fans is a lot of Packer fans that are probably, I don't know, 30, 35, younger, uh, have never experienced losing before like this, right? Yeah, you experienced losing because Rodgers got hurt. But you knew Rodgers was coming back next year, so uh, whatever. It is what it is. You kind of just move on. It's a bad season if your quarterback gets hurt. Yeah. But with Brett and with Aaron, you always won divisions or wild cards, but you were in the playoffs every year. Now for the first time, Packer fans uh, are now experiencing losing to this point. What I don't understand is that even if you're, say, 30 or 35, you experience losing as a Brewers fan. You went through losing to some degree. I mean, the Brewers have been really good for the last 15 or so years, I guess, 10 to 15 years, uh, more 10 years than probably anything else, 10 to 15 years. But at some point, as a kid growing up, the Brewers probably weren't very good for you. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks definitely sucked for uh, most of your lifetimes. Prior to them getting Giannis, they weren't very good. But for whatever the reason, I'm listening to the radio and I'm hearing people saying they don't even watch the games. They're done watching games. They're going to find other stuff to do on Sundays. They're done with the Packers. They're, they'll check them out next year and, and see how they look next year. They're, they're not going to do it. If you go online and look at ticket prices for Packers Rams, if you can't afford to go when they're like $150 a piece, I went online like base value, 50 bucks, 45 bucks uh, to get tickets to see the Packers and the Rams probably get cheaper than that. The closer you get to game time on Sunday, they'll probably drop even more. This to me is uh, disheartening because it makes it it makes it seem like we got a bunch of bandwagon fans um, for the first time ever. And Packer fans were always thought to be those diehard fans. And even when you're bad, people would show up and watch your games. Uh, but I don't know if that's going to be the case anymore. I kind of get this feeling like by the end of the year, you're going to see a lot of empty seats at Lambeau Field. Yeah, probably, man. I mean, nobody wants to go out and watch a bad product. Um, Like for me, thank God for the national stuff because um, I don't care. Uh, I mean, like I care, but Packers, Rams, this Sunday, you see that schedule? You see that slate? Packers are favorite, baby. You think, you think that's going to be TV one, two, three, or even four at my house? Absolutely not. That's like side screen. We'll check it out on the red zone. And <sighs> only because I'm doing the podcast will I watch the replay of that game. I've never cared about a game less than this one, to be honest with you. So I don't blame these people. It's not even just like they're bad. Like, you know, there's bad football teams. Like the Texans are bad, but they have CJ Stroud. That's fun. The Panthers are bad, but you get to watch Bryce Young. Like the Packers are bad, and you have to watch terrible coaching. Like, the Packers have a real, real bad coaching problem. You saw that after the bye for Matt LaFleur. I don't know how people continue to defend Matt LaFleur. First 15 offenses. birthday today, by the way. Wish him a happy birthday, Ryan. Happy birthday, Matt LaFleur. Happy birthday, Matt LaFleur. You may be the worst game scripter in the entire league. I got some facts for you, right? Um, On the first 15 offensive plays of the game, the Packers ranked 28 or worse in several key offensive metrics. Um, You know, like – Look at this. Where did the play action go? That's that's what I keep asking. Prior to facing Denver, the previous three defenses the Packers faced, number eight, Detroit, number 15, Las Vegas, number 16, the Saints against play action. The Broncos ranked 31st against play action on the season. The last time the Packers played below average defenses versus play action was back in week one and two. They played the Bears, who were 26, Atlanta, and 28. Those were the only two games where they scored 24-plus points this season. You know why? 
they actually use play action. Like, what is LaFleur doing? Like, so what's the percentage stuff? of play action plays that they're running in those games versus what they ran in the first two games? Like, is 10% of the offense play action in those first two games, and now it's like 1%? Like, how much of the play action has changed? How much have they really gone away from it? That's my question of maybe you're not executing it as well, but are you calling the same amount of play action plays you know, week one to week two, like what percentage of the offense is it for the Packers versus what percentage of the offense is it for the rest of the league? So like, are the Packers 30th uh, at this point or are they higher? Like for example, green and growing podcast, we just did this thing on Giannis and Damian Lillard and the pick and roll. Uh, And they're 61st uh, in, in the league. As far as how many times they've run the pick and roll at this point, they should be top five easily. And Adrian Griffin's coming under fire for what he's doing on that that Bucks offense at this point. So that gives you an idea. That's why I was asking, like, where yeah. do they rank as far as the percentage of what they run? Oh, like all the way down. But like, uh, and and this is the thing. Like, this is where it falls on the floor, right? If you look at the Broncos game prior, like, if you look at the Broncos, they played the Chiefs the week before they played the Packers. In that game, the Chiefs were five for seven using play action for a hundred yards, fourteen point three yards per attempt um, when they use play action. The Packers going into that game were using play action at the sixth highest rate in the league, right? And then they were going against a team where you could just crush them with play action. On that day, that's the day where I forgot who had the tweet, but they were a perfect nine for nine on play action. Without play action, Jordan Love had a 38% success rate. It was only 12 for 22. With play action, nine for nine, 10 yards per attempt. Without play action, 12 for 22, 55% completion percentage, only four yards per attempt. So then... The Packers have two weeks off. They scout the Broncos. And, and so on the season, for, for context here really quick, because I know I'm all over the place, the only time the Packers used less play action in the first half was in their game against the Lions, who are number two against play action. So that made sense. You can't really okay. kill the Lions with play action. But against the Broncos, they only used play action four times in the entire first half. Even after they watched the – the film the week before of the Chiefs killing them, they came out and only ran it four times in the first half. Going into that game, they were using it at a, at a top 10 rate. And that's the thing. Like, LaFleur's scripting has been really bad. I brought up the first 15 offensive plays of the game. This is supposed to be where he's a genius. Packers, 30th in success rate, 28th in EPA per play, 30th in yards per play, 30th in third down avoidance. You know why that's important? Like on early downs, you want to be good. I don't care if Jordan Love sucks on third downs. You know why? Jordan Love, as a young quarterback, shouldn't be facing third and seven, third and eight. If you're good, if you're efficient on those early downs, then it's Jordan Love facing third and two, third and three. You know what I mean? Where he could use his legs a little bit. Use some the problem play is they're having flags on the early downs, and they end up in like second and 15 or first and 20 with dumb penalties, false starts, holding penalties, all this type of stuff is killing this team as much as anything else. LaFleur brought it up the other day. You can never get into a rhythm seemingly with this team because penalties always tend to shoot you yourself in the foot. Now, again, you said it. Coaching staff is responsible for all these damn penalties. If you're if you're one of the most penalized teams in the league, you had pointed out that you think that's on the coaching staff more than anything else. So that still falls on the floor. Regardless of, you know, the offense sucking in the first half, which also falls on the floor, obviously, yeah. too. 